0: Welcome back. Welcome in, Comic Bookie fans. Episode 117 is live. Today, we are going to get into comics, of course. A little bit on the entertainment side. And a little bit of some fun tidbits for you guys regarding the collectible comics market and all types of other stuff. On the sports side, of course, we got some baseball to get into. The Euros just ended up. They are finally getting into the round of 16. What team are you going for? Let us know. And in NBA... The Suns are handling business with a Chris Paulus against a Kawili's Clippers team, and there's a young star in the making down there in Atlanta. We'll let you know. And NASCAR, doing the double—not that double—but we are at Pocono, so strap in, start those engines, and let's get ready to ride. You were live with the Comic Bookies podcast episode 117. Let's do this and welcome back ladies and gentlemen this is the comic bookies podcast once again our podcast is brought to you by the lovely treasure island comics in fremont california Make sure you check out Alex. Make sure you check out all their social media at T.I. Comics and get whatever you need. He can order it for you. He can ship it to you. And now you can even go inside maskless if you are vaccinated, if you wish. But yes, uh, Treasure Island Comics there for all your comic booking needs. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike is not here today. He has to attend to some business. But nonetheless, myself, Mark, Sean is here to deliver you some fine news, some fine uh, hour for you guys to be
1: spending with us. Sean, brother, how are you, man? Welcome into 117. Episode 117, bro. You just said it, man. I'm doing good, you No, know? Nice little Wednesday. The Euro Cups are upon us. Uh, all this sporting stuff with the playoffs going on, so many books. It's just a dream right now for the Comic Bookies podcast with all the content that we got but I'm doing good, man. The family's good. The pregnant wife is feeling okay. We got the gender reveal in a couple of weeks, so super excited. Hey, man, you know I, I can't complain right now. I'm a very content person, bro. How you doing? I'm
0: all right, man. This is pretty late here that we're you know get approaching 11 p.m. on the West Coast on we're recording this Wednesday night. But kind of a rough day for me. But hey, I'm here with my brother. Um, I'm excited to be recording. Didn't get to get my books unfortunately i t te- not just ti because i actually saw that another comic book shop around the area was having the same issue but uh it's been all messed up the ordering the diamond distributor and whatnot uh alex didn't have the dc books in today and i guess that's a, a widespread problem so i show up uh, i can't get all my books i uh, didn't even pick up half i'm just going to show back up there on friday and just dealing with other stuff so uh it's uh got it's became a humbling day but like I said I'm excited to get into it talk about it like you said Euro Cup ended our Portugal uh, advancing by the by the skin of their uh teeth but uh yeah I think that uh, the skin of their teeth that I that I say that there's no skin on That's your a teeth good one right there I didn't think twice <laughs> Is on that, that, that a Is that a new one I
1: said that wrong I by like the, the hair <laughs> of their chinny chin chin <laughs> Yeah
0: whatever they survived but um Nonetheless, we're going to get into that a little bit later. As we always like to do it, though, we are going to get into some comics first today. And uh, let's get into it. As we always do it, as Mike always does it, we give you guys a little bit of a preview of what's coming out on the D side. D, on the D side. On the, D <laughs> side. Wow, brother. On the D on the E side. No, um, this is new comic book Wednesday, uh, the 23rd of July. Coming out for Detective, as we always started off with Detective, and this is just a few. There's so many books coming out this week. Make sure you check out your local listings for everything that's came out. But let's get into it. DC, you got Detective Comics 1038. Action Comics 1032, The Justice League 63, Wonder Woman 774, Superman 32, Robin 3, Batman Superman 19, Infinite Frontier 1, Harley Quinn 4, excited for that, Teen Titans Academy 4, Batman Reptilian 1, for Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 69, Wolverine 13, The Way of X 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 15, sword six captain marvel 29 silk four just to name a few on the boom side something is killing the children 17 power rangers 8 good luck 1 image undiscovered country finally back for all the three co-hosts here at the comic bookies podcast number 13 stray dogs 5 home sick pilot 6, Philadelphia 14 and Vinyl 1, Aftershock, I'm picking up Nuclear Family 5, hoping that story gets a little bit better. AWA, one of our favorites, chariot 4, and from Dark Horse for Mike, Black Hammer Reborn number 1. So, as we always do it, man, uh Sean, let us know anything that you liked, anything you're looking forward to. I'll be the first one to admit that the five offerings that I was offered to last week from Treasure Island Comics and the distributors and publishers alike were not uh, my highly anticipated. Ne- none, neither were my. They were my favorite, but uh, they were all right. Let's get into it, man. I don't think you read exactly what I read, but uh, what did you read that you liked? Uh, what didn't you like? We can be critical on this podcast as well, of course, but as we tell should us be, man.
1: As we say, hey, everyone deserves the smoke once in a while. Got to, bro. Got to. Uh, real quick though, from the list that you did read from for this upcoming week, you know, today basically undistur- undiscovered country. Very excited it's back. It's the one book that us three do get among others. So yeah, real real quick. Definitely happy to get that. Looking forward to really big time to read that.
0: They're gonna be in another land, I'm sure. I can They are, like, bro. All the different lands. They've gotten like- through Destiny, Trinity. <laughs> Dignity, uh, whatever, uh, all the day, I'm
1: Yeah, so no, I'm excited for that for sure, bro. And it actually has felt like it's been a good while since we got that, so that should be pretty good. Uh, man, a lot of good books, actually. I mean, I don't even know where to start. i think thinking about the books that we've read. I know we have home. We'll for sure talk about that at some point tonight. Uh, Alien 4, I wish Mike was on. He actually asked me earlier I don't know if it was today or yesterday if I read it, but I finished actually reading it today, and it's good, man. It really is good. Uh, Pretty much they're in space uh, in a craft that they're trying to basically one of the characters is specifically looking for his son who is there uh, previously to him trying to figure out what's going on with this strange craft with all these strange creatures, you know, the aliens, of course. And there's like a certain area. It's like a cocoon type thing where pretty much all of the people that got killed from the aliens are at. And he has that feel. My son's not there. My son's too smart for this. He wouldn't get killed. And sure enough, he finds his son, you know, all cocooned up with, like, this offspring alien on his face. I don't know if he's sucking his brains out or what he is. But long story short, he's trying to escape. And he says, screw it. I'm not going to go without my son. And we get introduced to uh, pretty much, you know, the king alien. And it's cool, man. It kind of reminds you a little bit of the alien movies back in the day. Definitely a good uh, setup for the next issue just because you do see uh, the introduction of the basically leader of the aliens and you know kind of figure out what's going to happen with his father carrying his son who he doesn't even know if he's alive or dead and that offspring attached to his face is kind of the radar all aliens are kind of going after that specific offspring so we'll see what happens man it's going pretty good i definitely can't complain man what's up with you though man the books i know you said you know you had five last week that weren't the best but i'm sure you had something that you liked
0: yeah, as far as the upcoming books for this week, uh, I'm excited, obviously, about Detective uh, Tamaki. A shout-out to her that we apologize and finally figured out, or not finally, but yeah. It is a, a female that writes detective, so I'm very, very excited for that one. She's been doing an awesome, awesome job, in my honest opinion, ever since taking over Um I'm excited for Harley Quinn, although I want that to pick up a little bit more. I think it went off a little bit in the last uh, issue, but let's see how it goes. Uh, I'm very excited for Undiscovered Country, just because it's obviously been a fan favorite here at at the Comic Bookies podcast. And I'm just excited to see where Soleil and uh, and Snyder are definitely going to keep taking this uh, image offering for us in the future. Um, number 13, I thought, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's an ongoing series, but the way it's looking like it, it might end up being one, who knows, or uh, twenty, twenty something, but um, I'm excited about that one. I'm excited about our Gogol when his Power Rangers is going to come out. Bro, I see, that's next I, week, I think. Is it next week? Cause I yeah, I was, like I was
1: actually weeks. looking one week ahead when we we're going through uh the new comic book week. I'm always looking one week ahead, and I see Power Rangers Unlimited, Edge of Darkness number one coming out next week, bro. Gogol. The
0: studios, there it is. Because I I see I feel like a Power Rangers comes out like every damn week. I always see Power Rangers something. Power. I mean, I'm not an avid. Reader and Power Rangers. I was an avid watcher when I was a young. The damn show, you know, that pink Power Ranger baby. Of course, man. <laughs> you <are> a fool. <laughs> that damn pink Power Ranger. Every uh, the middle-aged the uh, man out here knows what I'm talking Everyone about. But...
1: Everyone for her.
0: <laughs> yeah but that was a great show but I, I i'm really not too much into the comic but i am picking up frank Gogol's offering obviously a friend of the show and i every week i look to see if it's his coming out but it wasn't this week but i'll be excited as sure for that one next week and you know uh nuclear family's all right but um yeah pretty much probably i'm looking forward to detective just because i like the, how the story is going so much and um The whole universe and whatnot, you know, Infinite Frontier, obviously, one is coming out today. That's going to probably lay out some more stuff for all the uh, DC fans out there. But I mean, yeah, just uh, we'll see. Uh, You wanted to talk about something that we read together, probably. I mean, I also read last week. The Flash, uh, Mike is really liking it. I think me and you, not so much. Maybe we can uh, wait It's okay. T- I'm
1: not going to say I don't like it, but there are times where it kind of gets all over the place. But, I mean, I had, you know, some characters that I definitely like, you know. Uh, yeah, first. it was different. Yeah, it was different a little bit, kind of with the different time frames and what on. They had, you know, White West and the body of the reverse Flash and a whole bunch of different aspects like that. So it was good. Definitely better. I'm not saying like, oh, it's starting to get hella good. Like, to me, it isn't there yet, but it definitely was better. And, you know, it is a flash again. My you favorite. Feel like,
0: do you feel character. like the writer, sorry, Sean, do you feel like the writer's trying to, I don't know, introduce too many things at once since taking over?
1: Um, he definitely is all over the place. No, no. He, you I mean, know, that was actually a good observation because I did notice it because even when you see like the first page of the most recent issue, you know, you see the Riddler, you see Lex Luthor, you see all these different characters. You're like, hold on, like this is cool, but uh, this is completely different, like offline of what's actually going on to a degree. But The Riddler not, was good though. The Riddler was good. Riddle good. Me this. Riddle me it. <laughs> it's great. <yeah. laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I mean, like I said, it definitely isn't the best right now story, but it is cool. I know Mike's especially liking it. But no, I'm definitely not, you know, saying it's a terrible so far, but the book that we are reading that I would definitely say I'm liking, it's Home, number three. I like it, man. I'm not saying even that's the best book, but just kind of like a cool little story with the kid that has powers and come to find out it's a whole family with powers. And we're not talking about Sean Powers. I mean, it's pretty dope, man. I like you so far. How are you liking it, bro?
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's definitely not the best book. Sorry, Julio Anta, uh, but you're doing a fine, fine job. But, um, I, I, you know, I do like it. It's just how it hits. I mean, not how it hits close to home, but how it, I mean, how it hits close to a home country, you know, and what's yeah. going on. It's just, you can tell like, uh, it's, I, I think it really hit home to the artist. I mean, the artist probably, but most likely the writer, Julio Anta, um, it, it, it's pretty crazy. It gets pretty deep. And some of the stuff that, like is even portrayed in there, you could think back to like. When the president, our last president was in office, you know, it's just kind of, oh, well, the president this and like what they're talking about. Well, the president said that they're going to do this. The American president it's it's kind of, you know, it's really, really based on the times that we're in right now and what we're dealing with. And uh, he doesn't they don't shy away from it at all. in illustrating in this image offering home, which is issue number three, I believe there's two more. My opinion, my honest opinion about this book, Sean, is that I think I would have enjoyed it even a little bit more if. um, See, look, like right here, when you go to the first page, it's just like the way it portrays the two, the blonde lady with the blue eyes and they're all getting off the plane and the poor like you know guatemalan lady is like all handcuffed and it's just it's really like the white privilege type thing that's being portrayed in this book at one at one point it's it's really really like close to what's going on you know and it's uh, you know it's that's why it's so enticing even though in my honest opinion i thought that i would like it a little bit more if the kid like didn't have powers I know. It, that would make it
1: even more realistic. I 100% agree because they're taking just I think some real facts, some real things going on, and then they add, of course, the not hero twist, but just the powers the fictional twist. Fictional side to and it. And that's where it's like, man, actually would have been good if they kept it like, you know, 100. If they kept it like, hey, I, Ma- uh, yeah, back, that would have been super dope. And and then you the, know, aunt, the aunt has like the
0: force field and everything. And now she, she has the powers. It. Huh. And she'd be flying, too, oh, that's right. She yeah. flies, too. So it's kind of like sometimes when as raw as it is to the times that we're in right now, like I said, like I kind of would have enjoyed it if it went that way in that more yeah. like raw, real yeah. story type. And I thought that's the way it was going. And then we get into that last issue. It's like, oh, well, the first issue when he escapes, it's like, OK, something's going on here. But you don't know, like, all of his powers. Then issue two comes along. And then you figure out, like, OK, the kid's got some powers, right? Mm-hmm. Like Sean. And then it's like issue three comes along, and now it's like ah, come on, this is too much. Now the, the ant flies, the ants got force fields, the kids. Yeah. I mean, give me the raw. Like, uh, I just want to see him how he's gonna get back to his mom, or how his mom's gonna get back exactly. to him. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, keep, if keep it raw, if you brought it raw, baby, I mean, keep it raw. I mean, you ain't gonna slide. The, you ain't gonna slide it on after you halfway through, right? <laughs>
1: talking Definitely. crazy boy but Definitely. it's very true it's very true man it's been the way the whole story's been portrayed in the first issue and it's slowly gotten more and more and more into the powers that they have but then again if that's the angle he's going you know I'm not going to knock it with you completely if it was raw you know without the powers and the fictional aspect I think it would have been probably a little bit better but they're doing okay with it you know it's keeping me in, you know, interested two more issues I'm sure it'll be good bro I mean, but who are we to
0: judge? Obviously, Mr. Ant uh, and Anna Wysiewski, I can never pronounce that name. You know, everybody being a part of this book, they're getting it published by Image. So they know a lot more than we do. So uh, nonetheless, man, we're not to be too critical not, and whatnot, but we are here to like kind of break down and give our fans and our listeners our advice and what we're thinking of these books, whether or not they want to spend their hard-earned tax, tax dollars on it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a great book. Home, Julio Anta, Uh, shout out to him. Get on our podcast. We'd love to interview you one day and talk about your book. Does this book that you think after the five issues, Sean, does this seem like a book that you can see getting like a, a different story, like home Two or home again?
1: Uh, to be no, honest, they're gonna you know, end it. The they kind of added that fiction parse kind of like a little five-minute, five-issue mini and keep it at that.
0: There it is, fans. There it is. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else on the book side that you want to get into, Sean? Um, no,
1: I mean, honestly, this week I'm kind of keeping it at that for books. I know how next week's going to be, especially with Mike back and the list of books we're getting next week. So I think I'm keeping just the appetizer this week and we will get the main course next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely with the main course for Mike. Who knows how many books he's got to catch up on? I mean, man, I think he's still behind from when he went down to Arizona. I think he's still trying to pick some of his books up off the sidewalk that might have melted in that 115. Bro, he might
1: be for sure, man. (laughs) But he said he's doing good catching up, so now we definitely got some good comic book talk next week for everybody. And now it's time to get some good news for everybody because I know we have some good stuff to talk yeah 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 we got a
0: little bit of news let's get into the entertainment side of it um sean you got anything i got a couple little articles that i've came across that i thought were kind of cool that i'd like to share news is kind of slow it seems like this week although there's always stuff popping off there could be something that comes out tomorrow when we're done recording this as we're approaching a uh, uh, Mm -hmm. close to midnight here on the west coast it usually is like
1: that bro usually is the stuff i got this week is more just a bunch of small little stuff but it's stuff that i know people are gonna see and pay attention to everyone's favorite snow white growing up the live action movie has finally casted their snow white rachel zegler not really sure where she's from but you know taking a look at her looks like she'll be a pretty good snow white i'm sure disney's gonna run with that and a whole bunch of people are gonna watch it just like, you know, Mulan. <laughs> another one of the live action movies they made on the princesses. Uh Transformers gonna have an- another new movie coming out in twenty twenty two. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Uh a lot of details are gonna be coming out pretty soon on it. But yeah, another uh movie in the Transformers franchise. It's gonna be, I believe, the eighth one. Uh also Steven Spielberg, Mr. Steven Spielberg at that, the boss. He signs a partnership with Netflix, so he will be having a number of feature films coming out every year for the next handful of years. So Netflix is going to Netflix, get one of the best directors ever, and he's going to be making some good movies. So definitely some big time news on the Netflix side. And yeah, bro, again, not really the whole big stories, but a lot of small little ones. I know you got something for us, though, bro.
0: Oh, I do, I do. Quick little story here, kind of little fun thing that I came across, guys. Uh, you know, Coca-Cola, Cristiano Ronaldo. We're gonna get into him and his record-setting day at the Euro Cup earlier today, but uh, he might be trying to bring Coca-Cola down with some water because uh, he, he he's denying that Coca-Cola one of the sponsors. But don't let Cristiano Ronaldo stop this uh, great American company coca-cola from uh celebrating free comic book day with us and yours truly coca-cola is going to be a sponsor on the annual celebration to commemorate the free comic book day's 20th year anniversary they're going to be having its brand displayed on promotional material and merchandise is going to be circulated in comic book shops in preparation for the event i think is going to be in august i'm not if i'm not mistaken i think free comic book day is in august so uh yeah. Coca-Cola not shying away from their four billion market cap devaluation that happened earlier last week when Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo decided to push the two bottles over to the side <laughs> and uh, give his Portuguese best version of water there, guys. But uh, two stories coming in from Forbes. We're going to get into one here uh, real quick Uh uh your one some of your favorite sets Sean I know you and Mike are actually the big um the big goers here on the whole streaming and the movies and all that good stuff but you guys know where they film a lot of this stuff do you Sean uh, I know they do a lot in Canada and they do a lot in Georgia So Georgia here and for all of you fans that are fans of chicken and that damn Chick-fil-A there's actually ties here when it coming across the owner or the CEO, I believe, of um, Chick-fil-A. He plays a big, big role of that 730-acre sprawl 25 miles south of Atlanta at the end of a lonely stretch of rural Gregorian highway nestled between a Baptist church and a strawberry fam- farm, Forbes is saying. Um, it's where Captain America and Iron Man fought Thanos and Avengers Endgame. Wanda Maximoff was there putting the fictional New Jersey town of Westview under her retro sitcom spell in WandaVision. The most recent Marvel series Loki was filmed there. Kanye West was there, too, seen presiding over Sunday services in a flowing white robe in September. Behind it all, here it is. Chick-fil-A CEO and controversial fast food billionaire Dan Cathy, who spent millions transforming the farmland into the biggest movie studio in North America outside of Burbank. That's pretty – and the taxes are low there, I've heard. That's why so many people – so many films are shot there and whatnot. But, you know, I knew that Atlanta and the whole Georgia area was big. Uh, Cathy arrived in the movie business in 2009 – uh CEO, whatever, whatever that I'm reading here. But, yeah, your thoughts on this, Sean? I knew that Atlanta and the whole Georgia scene was big. I didn't know that the owner of Chick-fil-A had a big part to do in the development of, I mean, obviously, I mean, Coca-Cola might might as well start sponsoring it, too, because their headquarters is out of Atlanta, and Home Depot can help build it because
1: they're out of Atlanta also. Turner, <laughs> Turner Sports, too, man. There's a yeah. lot out of Atlanta, and that's funny you bring it up because I know a lot of athletes, a lot of celebrities live out in Atlanta, and again, man, those big, you know, obviously billionaire companies, Turner Sports, as we just mentioned, Coca-Cola, those are all out there. And, yeah, I mean, it does not Any- surprise me that a lot of these things take place in Atlanta, whether it's taxes related or kind of just, you know, there's a connection with some of these super rich people that have these specific areas that they could do all the filming. I'm sure these movies are honestly just filming in the same location, just changing the scenery. I mean, I've been, you know— uh, Warner uh Warner Bros studios and they use like the same area and they just you know spend thousands of millions of dollars to just keep remaking the set making it go from Batman to the you know Hurricane to all these different movies and what so so I mean I'm sure it's the same thing out there in Georgia and definitely crazy man I mean Chick-fil-a guy that boy got money and hey man I can't knock it. he's definitely up a good avenue with all these entertainment movies especially with Disney yeah, he's got money. He does
0: definitely got money. But I mean, I kind of like the vision more than the money because it obviously takes the money to be able to, you know, bring all that talent and all that filmmaking and all basically studios over there. But, uh, you know, I, I give him props for it because, you know, he took a lot of the market out of you know California, which is, you know, give, sending it over to the East Coast a little bit. And just I mean, what what? I mean, it's pretty big. You're getting these Marvel movies there. I mean, I'm sure Netflix, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of stuff is getting filmed in like this space of land that he's contributing to. And it's, uh, obviously a lot bigger, I'm sure than just what they have in Burbank, unless they're talking about the whole Burbank city. Uh, I think they're just talking about certain studios like you mentioned, Sean, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Pretty cool to know that, uh, that much stuff is going down there, but, um, yeah, uh, shout out to Mr. Chick-fil-A. You probably don't have the best chicken sandwich, although I did really <laughs> like it before. But I think Popeyes, I think Popeyes might have a little – I mean the chicken is thicker.
1: They're pushing it, bro. They're pushing it. It's pretty good and
0: tasty. The McDonald's one is trash, um, too, too small. I don't. I mean, the KFC one's all right. Sean, you have a favorite uh, chicken sandwich?
1: Oh, man. You know what? Well, I'm not too picky. I can spend a dollar if I'm feeling cheap and getting that Mickey D's, but I definitely go with that Popeye's and that Chick-fil-A. I'm with you on that, bro. You jackass. Not that chicken sandwich. McDonald's got a new chicken sandwich. Try to
0: compete with the Chick-fil-A and uh, the Popeye's. I, I, you know
1: what? I haven't even tried it because uh, now you start competing and stuff like that. Sorry, Mickey D's. I know. Half that chicken's not even chicken, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but shout out uh, Popeyes for probably having one of the best. Shout out Chick Fil A for pioneering it in a way, I guess. Probably not, but nonetheless, uh, TCB fans out there, let us know if you are in the Atlanta area, if you or what your favorite chicken sandwich is. We would love to know from you. Let us know in comments. Let us know. In any reviews, or let us know on Instagram, on Twitter, at the Comic Bookies. One more piece of news from myself. Another Forbes, and this is one that really, really, this is one that really, really kind of hits the Comic Bookies podcast at home because you know, with the whole bookies aspect and trying to like grade and you know try to make a little bit of money and or whatnot. If we were to sell these things these days, but or one day. But nonetheless, the market is still pretty, pretty hot for these comics and for collectible ones especially. Not to say that ones that we are getting and picking up today might not be there one day. Obviously not as big because we'll never have a Batman 1 or a, you know, a Detective Comics 27 or an Amazing Fantasy 15 or whatnot. But at the end of the day, it is coming, becoming bigger. From Forbes here, we got uh, – quote last week heritage auctions demolished records and shattered expectations with a 200 sorry with a 22.4 million haul from recent sale of high grade collectible comics surpassing its recent high watermark of 16 and a half million set in april the story continues the auction results were led by a new pedigree called the promise collection featuring nearly 5,000 comics that were bought new off the newsstands in the 1940s and preserved in perfect condition for the past 70 years. 181 of those books sold in the June auction realized 7.1 million in just four hours. An additional 93 books added 800,000 to the total the next day and the remainder of the collection will be auctioned throughout 21 and 2022. A mid-grade Mike would love to hear this. A mid-grade 5.0 copy of Detective 27 featuring, obviously, the Batman debut, sold for $1.12 million, million. Not just here. he would love to own it. Whew. Not Obviously not a record because higher-grade copies go for more, but still a landmark and a one-of-a-kind works of original comic art continue. Their steep price increases and in iconic pieces, setting new high snoops setting new highs in the upper six figures. So, Sean, it also finishes here real quick, saying, though, in a, a, uh, a kind of negative aspect, Facebook groups and pirate forums are overflowing with comments of seasoned collectors expressing surprise, dismay, and occasionally delight at the skyrocketing prices of items that, until recently, were not seen as top-tier collectibles, raising fears that ordinary collectors could get priced out of the hobby Sean, I got opinions. I know you got opinions. I got something to say about this, dude. If you want, let me just say something real quick before we even get into this. All this stuff is just going crazy right now, okay? These Pokemon cards, right? Somebody's just gonna go that avenue. These damn Pokemon cards. I know we had people in the chat. We had someone asking. We were talking about Charizards and whatnot a couple episodes ago, and man. They're only getting hotter. My buddy that lives in Reno said that, I mean, he, there's lines outside of the store. I mean, you can't get packed. They're selling 11. I get, I think he said that there's 11 per pack for each little uh, mm-hmm. whatever sleeve. I haven't bought a Pokemon card ever, but he said that there's 11 per pack and they're going for like $35 a pack for 11 cards. But he said that you can get cards in there that you know could be worth all types of money and i'm like this is getting ridiculous and we've been sitting here the whole time on this podcast sean talking about when the hell is a comic going to come around when the hell is it you know not that
1: we have old ones but i mean your thoughts on this news story sean it doesn't surprise me bro i mean there's value in everything if people make it and like you said man from the pokemon cars to these tom brady rookie cards you know these babe ruth baseballs that are assigned and stuff i mean it's just value that people create on things and you know comics there's always going to be value on comics you know and to see that there's like a million dollar comic that, i mean we talked about in pre-production worth what you buy it for 10 cents 20 cents at the time i mean All I can say is, shit, bro, I hope in about 30 years, our comics, we have one that's worth, you know, even, God, six figures, that'd be great. Five figures, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean... I mean,
0: Jesus, though, what, 70 years later? I mean, if you're buying that comic for 10 cents, you say you're about 10, 15. If you're 15 years old, you Sheesh. hold on to a comic, you 85. I mean, you're seeing 1.1 million when you're 85, but you might not even be alive when you
1: 85. So, but you, you no never doubt, know, no doubt. So, I mean, but, that's where I, you know, you just wonder over the course of time at how things Kind of, you know, go away for a little bit. Like, Pokemon lost its spell, then it came back. So, I mean, there's always going to be its time. And I'm sure, you know, by the time what, you know, we're in our mid-30s, late-30s. By the time we get to our 50s, 60s, comics might have, you know, be hot for a little bit, go cold for a little bit, maybe two or three more times. Who knows? So, I mean, it just doesn't surprise me, bro, at the end of the day. There's values in everything, and comic books is some that, I mean, these are characters that we fall in love with that all these movies and shows are based off of so I see no end in sight for all these you know things that people are becoming millionaires of, off of overnight
0: definitely definitely but um, yeah uh, that's good to know but uh, uh, if I have a, a one million bagger sitting somewhere around one day hey, I'll be uh, gone. I'll, uh, gone I'll be more than happy to sell it but There it is, guys. If you guys are into collecting or if you guys are thinking of collecting not just cards but older comics, uh, the thing with comics is – see, guys, I think the thing with comics is that you have to have the ones that are just so rare, but when it comes to, like, players' cards, rookie cards, there's just so many players that always come. There's so many that are great, and, um, you know – you know not not to like you know frown upon you know the comic industry, but I would say that there's probably a lot more cards and collectibles sought out for you for uh, sports athletes, right? It's actually like a real person, uh, real player, not just you know fictional characters or whatnot. So you know you can get actually signed autographs from like a real, real you know obviously you can get autographs or well not anymore from Bob Finger, Bob Kane or but uh, (laughs) whatever I think it's Bill Finger, but yeah, Batman. But obviously you know where I'm going at. It's just I think that cards are kind of there's a lot more money to be made on different cards than you can get i feel like comic side you really got to get those select detective comics 27s those amazing very specific very specific you know but you never know there's always a market for something right so uh nonetheless there's always a market for uh sports and that's what we are about to get into because this market has been crazy um Let's get into it, Sean. Let's uh, once again, guys. We want to say that this podcast, the Comic Bookies, is brought to you by who, Sean? Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, brother. That's right. Always check them out at TI comics on all social media. But let's hit baseball real quick, man, before we get into the funner stuff. The, you know, the baseball still at the beginning of the season. Let's get into some standings real quick. Sean, your San Francisco Giants still three and a half games above the Dodgers. Don't tell our sponsors that because he will not like that. But congratulations, Sean. Your Giants are doing very, very good. Our Oakland Athletics have fallen behind two games behind the Astros, so they're losing a little bit of ground still young season. The New York Mets lead by four in the East in the National League by the Nationals. The Milwaukee Brewers lead by half a game against the Chicago Cubs in the Central. And in the Central, in the West, in the American League, you got the Chicago White Sox by two and a half against the Indians and the Boston Red Sox up by The always doing good Tampa Bay Rays by half and four and a half up on the Yankees. They'll always spend the money, but that doesn't mean that it brings the honey. So, uh, Sean, your thoughts. I know you're excited to see your who would have thought that your team would have been 48 and 26. All they do
1: is get Kapler and there they are. Let's get into it real quick, man. Uh, Look at the season, man. We're about 70 games plus in. I mean, you know, as much as it's early, we're damn near getting to the middle of the season. And if anybody told me that the Giants would be in first place in probably the hardest division in baseball, three of the probably top five power-ranked teams, the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres, I think you'd be smoking some very damn good stuff that might not be marijuana. But... You know what? Gabe Kapler came in last season and we kind of did what I expected us to do, rebuild a little bit. But it wasn't even rebuilding. Like we still have a lot of those World Series pieces with Belt, Posey, Crawford. And we've kind of just, you know, built a really damn good team, a team that's not known for home runs. I think we're top five in homers right now. Our run differentials uh, plus one hundred and one Gossman's looked like a Cy Young pitcher at like a 1.49 ERA. Cueto actually might be like one of our worst starting pitchers. And that's saying something. He's a damn good pitcher. I'll always say it. Can we sustain it? I don't know. And it's not like, oh, they choked and choked, bro. We're supposed to be in last place this season. Let's be honest. So for us to be doing what we're doing, there's a lot of confidence. Uh, Just seeing a lot of the fine details, you know, Crawford is having some really clutch hits filled in the way we know how to field. Posey has a new stance, taking some pressure off his hips. And he has, I think, 10-plus homers hitting like 320, 330. And just again, the pitching's been outstanding. Uh, they won another game today, helping the A's out, defeating the last place Angels. Oh, actually, sorry, uh, the fourth place <laughs> in the AOS Angels. Might as well be in last. But they need to as- defeat
0: those damn Houston Houston Astros. Yeah,
1: man. No no doubt. Speaking of Houston the Giants, Rangers. Houston good, Rangers
0: but- and Texas Astros. <laughs> Sounds good to me.
1: You know what? The A's are doing what the A's do, sticking, you in the first place, second place area for the time being. And I know they're going to make another run like they always do. The Astros, I mean, it's all those teams that you hate. And sometimes we kind of focus on, oh, they're cheaters, this and that. But now you, like, put that aside. They're just a damn good baseball team. You got a veteran coach in Dusty Baker. I mean, they're a good team. That's facts. 18 games over 500. Like you said, only two games above the A's, and the A's, you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Stick around. They'll probably take the lead. Who knows? Maybe they'll win the AL West. It's not gonna surprise you. But there's definitely something about this A's team that I'm seeing a little different than the past seasons. I mean, they're still getting some, you know, power hitting, which is normal. They've given up a few more runs than they normally do. You know, the Mariners are only six games behind the A's. They're actually not too far behind. So. You know, the division's not looking too, too bad in the AL West. It's going to be hard for the A's. You guys got your guys' big competitor with the Astros. The Giants obviously have the now revamped Padres with all those superstars and, of course, the Dodgers. So our teams are doing good, definitely excited. It's just a matter of can we maintain it or not. My Giants specifically, I'm not sure if we can. I'll be completely honest. I'm not stupid. But the All-Star break's going to be huge for us. We can go out and get maybe another bat and pitcher like we normally do in seasons that we're confident in hey, I've seen crazier things, bro. And the one thing I've noticed in
0: the West as I'm looking is that the run the run differential in those top 3 teams are just killing any other top 3 teams Crazy, i mean bro. the next closest you got is the al west with the astros got the best with 135 differential and then the a's behind them with 29 that's the second best division next to yours with the giants with 101 the dodgers with 98 and the padres with <laughs> 77 well. i mean you got right here you got 86 in the central with the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Indians are just a plus one. I mean, that's crazy. And the Tampa Bay Rays are in the only or in second place, but they got way more better run differential than the Boston Red Sox. So that's pretty crazy. I noticed that the West, they're scoring some damn runs and they're playing some damn defense. So, uh, uh man, whoo. I can see I can see one of those teams going very far into this postseason coming up here. I, I wouldn't doubt if a very likely World Series contender is it a uh, even year? No, it's two thousand twenty. So <even> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: hey,
0: maybe it's maybe it's a hey, it's not an even year, but you know what it is? It's a new decade. So maybe they start this decade off with the odd years. You never know. Mike's over there just. Uh, but nah, shout out to the Giants. Shout out to the A, Shout out to your team and everybody's team. Hopefully you guys do good. Shout out to the Arizona Diamondbacks. No one can be as historically bad as you right now. I think you've lost <laughs> like 30 straight. I don't even know the exact number, but something straight uh, uh, road games. And you guys are just the-
1: 23 straight road games at San Francisco State or, you know, San Francisco uh, Giants. <laughs> hey bro it's an mlb record they definitely don't like playing the giants on the road so it is a pretty embarrassing record to have <laughs> 21 and 55 28
0: games behind your uh Giants, sean but that's uh, we've gotten talked about baseball a little bit too much real quick just before we round it out dodgers are still favorite chicago white oh hold on i want to say one more thing jesus baseball keeps reeling me in Los Angeles Dodgers, three and a half to one White Sox, actually about seven to one Mm -hmm. with the San Diego Padres. White Sox are killing it. Uh, Houston Astros, guys, I want to talk about them real quick, but their odds have dropped to eight to one. They were double digits, but we had a big, big bet. If you guys are following that, that came in Uh, Oakland, a 16 to one, the Mets nine to one. New York Yankees eleven to one. The Rays fifteen to one. There's still some value with these teams, and I can't believe that the Giants are twenty to one. They're giving your team no, no love. Surprise, no surprise, bro. No surprise. That's crazy. I mean, you're almost halfway into the season. The teams leading the division, you know, by three and a half games plus one oh one run differential, just doing great. And you're twenty to one? Man. Okay. Uh I see a little bit of value in that. Not saying they do it, but man. Take the two Bay Area team, Sean. If you have any ideas on that, I want to talk about real quick. Real quick mattress Mac, Sean. Two, how much
1: he's some, he's he's going two million dollars to win like 15 or 18 or something. It's just nuts. It's like 50 million, I think. Hey, you know what? It doesn't surprise me, bro. This was already won a couple million dollar bets, so I do, yeah. You're in you're in the million. You're uh, past my uh, pay grade right now, bro. <laughs> it's freaking if, ridiculous. If, if he wins, it'd be like
0: the highest ever paid out sports wager in history. Yeah. So, um, must be nice shout out, be able to do that. <laughs> I hope he loses all of it because <laughs> F you Astros. We love you, Mattress Mac. You're great for the betting community and everything. So uh, I love what he does. I love how he offers his. Customers, he's a, he was obviously the owner of like a furniture mattress store, right? Mattress Mac, and he offered that's how he gets like incentives, right? So, if like he basically it's like a hedge if the Astros win, you get this mattress yep, for yeah. like a hundred dollars or something, but then he hedges it with like the bet. So, the guy's a really smart dude, he knows what he's doing, right? Um And then it, and then if he doesn't, I mean, he brings in so many sales on the damn mattresses by this, you know, by this little offer. Right. So then it, it, if his, he loses his bet, well, he's made money off the damn promotion. Right. So he's a pretty smart businessman, obviously, way better than me and you, Sean. But uh, hopefully we could be there one day and uh, bring this TCB business to Mattress Mac and have him bet on it. But um, nah, let's get into let's get into a little bit of hockey real quick. We got uh, game seven, Sean. It's here and it's gonna happen. Uh, with Tampa Bay losing today, they have been a better team. I'll hand it to Mike. I think they've been a better team in the series. Islanders got to play at home. They finished it in overtime and they survived to force a game seven. I'm loving these game sevens. I mean, I really am. Whether it's baseball, I mean, whether it's basketball, whether it's been these hockey games, we got another obviously another good series going on with the Canadians and the and the Vegas Golden Knights. You guys uh know I'm I'm pulling for a VGK and an <laughs> NY <laughs> NYI. Um uh, stanley cup but uh your thoughts, sean do you think that uh the that the islanders can pull off a of game seven do you think that the, are you like with mike you think that the lightning are gonna take it and do you have any idea on the other game i mean um i'm not the biggest hockey aficionado here but uh, i say it every year it's already the third year of this podcast that we mentioned it I mean, hockey playoffs do not lie, and they do not lie, bro. And they are great. So I do watch the playoffs, and they when I can catch them, and uh, it's been fun. And I'm rooting for the Islanders and the Vegas Golden Knights, but uh, let's see what happens. I do think that Tampa Bay could pull it off, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm right. What do you think, Sean?
1: Uh, I think they're gonna have a very tough, tough. And I say tough, very, very strongly. Ah. Chance of winning because they did lose their leading scorer, Nikita Kucherov. I hope I didn't butcher your name, bro. Kucherov he, only, he, only played, he only played like 43 seconds tonight, and his status is unknown for Game 7. And just hearing that, I mean, ugh, it's your leading scorer, bro. It's kind of that guy. He didn't, he didn't get you there, but, I mean, leading scorer, the boy plays a big role. And Islanders obviously in overtime capitalized, man, winning the game today uh it's gonna be hard man especially in hockey I've been watching hockey a long time I mean Mike is definitely the aficionado but I've watched my watch my fair share huge Sharks fan and you need your guy you need that guy who's gonna get you the goal your Crosby your Ovechkin and it's gonna be definitely a stretch for them to win I mean I don't want to think that and say that the game is in Tampa so I mean they kind of got that with them but bro it's gonna be hard man uh gonna be hard it's gonna Tampa's be rocking good. it's gonna be rocking for sure And you don't want to lose at home but i'm actually gonna probably go with the new yorkers man i think the islanders would definitely pull that out let and of course in the other series the team that i mean of course i don't want to win but i just think them being who they are i think don't As say much- VGK because they got uh, they got a mountain to climb. They need to
0: get it to that game seven. They're sitting behind the series. Montreal. I don't know if they're
1: gonna get it to a game seven, and I definitely want to see a Canadian team in the final with the Montreal Canadiens, but at least for game six. I think VGK just has that back against the wall mentality, and they might be able to sneak out this game six to get to a game seven. Not sure well, if they are. are game seven. They, they are favorites now. They are favorites. They that ain't by favored. accident, bro. That
0: ain't by accident. Minus 145 I'm seeing here in Can- uh, Is uh, uh, How did that go? Are they playing in Canada or are Canada coming to the U.S. to play?
1: Uh, the game is going to be in Canada. 100%. From the way I'm seeing this set up with the schedule, they're usually having home teams on bottom. and. Well,
0: bottom. yeah, I'm seeing that too, but that doesn't tell me much because they could just be the home team and be playing like
1: Guess again. Oh, I know, guess I don't know. Again, they've always had their setup like that. Home teams usually always on bottom when they do their breakdown of uh, all news. So, I mean, I'm going to assume I could definitely double check that and do a little fact check on that. But so I take that back. Vegas Golden Knights, they have been the favorite until probably they
0: lost the series. They're three and a half to one now to win the Stanley Cup. Montreal is about three to one. Tampa Bay still your favorite at about, uh, you know, about a little bit one one and a half to one I guess to I probably get them yeah I mean mine yeah not uh, almost even guys uh, Tampa Bay here is looking like the team right now New York Islanders my NYI's they're uh, four and a half to one so we'll see I I'll admit I think that Tampa Bay and Montreal but I'm a, what I'm actually rooting against I think that would actually be a pretty damn good Stanley Cup in my opinion and I actually wouldn't mind seeing that uh you know, so, uh, nonetheless, I think it's going to be pretty good, but I think Vegas, Vegas will give Tampa Bay a very good Stanley cup also. Mm-hmm. And for the market, of course, New York, you know, the New Yorkers, they always bring the, the fire when it comes to their sports team. So, uh, we'll see, man. But, uh, uh, Anything else you got on hockey, bro, before we
1: hit hit the hardwood real quick? I, you know what? Well, we might need to hit the hardwood right now. We have obviously how you mentioned the game six coming up and game seven coming up. So I think after those games, we'll for sure have something to talk about. We'll be knowing we'll, who's going to be representing the Stanley Cup finals.
0: We'll definitely have something a lot more definitive here coming up on episode 118 next week. Make sure you guys check it out. Sean. What do you know, man? What do you know? Here we are. Man, man, broken nose and all, man. The Suns have been impressive. Buck. The Bucks have just been the Bucks, Man, they are hard to watch sometimes. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Trey Young, the boy, I think, with 48 again tonight. And uh, he just keeps on rolling, man. He reminds me of a little young Steph Curry. And uh, it's just fun to watch him, man. It's fun as much as I, you know, I've NBA hasn't been my favorite league thus far. But with uh, guys like this and, um, you know, you know, good games going on, it kind of revives me back to it. But uh, what are your thoughts, man? I think that the I think the Clippers might be toast. And I think that if the Bucks don't take this team seriously an old ass Italian Gallinari. No, you know, pra- probably skipping practice to watch his Italian team in the Euro Cup. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's time for the Bucks to wake up and uh,
1: and smell the coffee because uh, Trey Young in Atlanta, they ain't playing around, Sean. Uh, you're right, bro. I definitely think it comes down to the Bucks remembering this is the Eastern Conference Final and not just a regular NBA regular season game. They have the team to definitely get to the finals. I think they're way better than the Hawks, despite how confident the Hawks are, despite the great defense that Nate McMillan has instilled in that team. Uh, Capella, Collins, and those role players, Bogdan, Danilo, and of course, you know, Trigger Trey, he's having a great, great playoffs. But when it comes down to, I definitely think the bucks not just, oh, their roster's better. I just think they're a better team. They play better. And they just need that urgency. Hopefully, you know, today was definitely a spark. Like, hey, let's kind of do what we know we should do and defeat these guys. So I'm still going to go with the Bucks out of the East. I mean, that was kind of on the Charles Barkley bandwagon. Bucks and foe. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen now. So we'll go a Bucks and five. <laughs> But in the West, man, uh, Paul, Chris Paul, is going to likely be back for Game 3, even if he's back for Game 4. Kawhi, he's done for the playoffs. I mean, they're not saying it. They're trying to keep hope alive, saying he's going to come back. That boy probably tore his ACL has some sort of structural damage. I'm with you on that, bro. I mean, it may have been a super close game yesterday. Some questionable calls throughout the whole game. But I think the Clippers are toast. I just don't see the Clippers being able to hang with the Suns. The Suns are the far more superior team. Even with Cameron Payne, who's a backup point guard playing great basketball, you're going to play that good, and you're going to bring back Chris Paul, who's arguably one of the best point guards of our generation, who's the ageless wonder still balling. I mean, the one thing I've seen about this playoffs, bro, is how big injuries are, because, you know, it's true. You know, we had the Lakers in the finals. We had the nets in the finals and if it wasn't for you know some injuries there's a good chance those teams would probably be sticking around I mean no Kyrie no Harden Anthony Davis gets hurt who knows what would have happened you can't say a guarantee would have been a difference but it's definitely put the spotlight on these teams like damn these guys are some up-and-coming teams like and they're freaking good man the Suns they are the truth the Hawks Hey, I had him out versus the Knicks, and they just embarrassed the Knicks and the Hawks, man. They're the truth. A great, just well built team. It looks like really the last like superstar driven team is the Bucks right now, with Giannis, the former MVP. But we'll see, man. If we can get a Bucks Suns finals, I think that'd be great. But it's kind of up in the air right now, man. The Hawks are up one flippers, you know, playoff P. Sorry, PG. You can't be missing two free throws at the end of the game, bro. You don't deserve the win.
0: Man, them braids were woven too tight. Shout out my girl Jazz Braids. Jazzy, Jasper. man. Jas- you tied
1: them too tight, Jazzy. <laughs> jazz,
0: jazz braids with the with the fresh rose on PG 13's uh, dome dome last night. But dude, there's a trend that I'm actually noticing, Sean. Um I don't know if you've noticed this, but I I I it was kind of funny to me. It dawned on me. I'm watching the Suns play, and I'm like, golly. I look down there. I see that good old Carl Edwards, that good old 99 with them long them long flowing dreads in the back. And I'm like, that's Crowder. That's that boy, Jay Crowder, that's playing for the Jay. Suns. Alien, and it, the and
1: man. I thought
0: about it. I was like, that, Emma, that mother effer. I was like every freaking time that I see like like okay so he was on the Celtics right and that's they weren't they good hey we're good. And what team was he on
1: last year? Uh, he's on Utah. No, he I, wasn't. Or maybe the year before he was on Utah. He was on Utah for a season. I'm not sure what his you know career timeline was. You're gonna name a team he was on right now. Last year, it was always uh, on the Heat. Exactly. Did he, yeah, he's on when, where did the Heat year. go last year? Exactly, the finals. And now and he's on, on, he was on Utah, I believe, in uh, Donovan Mitchell's rookie year or second year. So, I mean, he's definitely uh, been a magnet to playoff teams. The <laughs> team that he's touching. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, this
0: dude's like two games away now from freaking he's going to dog, another bro. finals back to back. He's I'm a like, dog. He's a That's dog.
1: the guy you want on your team, man. That boy and- – and
0: I'm like, I'm like looking, I'm like, okay, so if he if he's on a one year deal with the Suns and then he goes somewhere else next, next year, I know where I'm putting my future on, man. For sure, dude. Uh man. Shout out Jay Crowder, man. All these teams want to keep giving him one year contracts, or maybe, you know, that's what he wants. I don't know. But uh these teams are gonna start finding out they might want to keep that boy for a little bit longer than a year.
1: Definitely a quick shout out to all the LA residents who are comic bookie fans. I will be at game four at Staples Center for my wife's birthday, which is Friday. Happy birthday, baby. Uh so, so happy you pregnant. We about to have a child, Lord knows, man. But we will be in LA this weekend, uh, enjoying her birthday. She definitely loves the LA trips. And we will be going to game four. So yeah, man, it's going to be an exciting time. I love playoff games. to see if I can go to a Western Conference Finals game. Sorry, LA. Go Phoenix, though. <laughs> Jeez. Sean wants the Valley to
0: come bring all the smoke to Staples. The
1: smoke, baby. Oh, bro, like no other, bro. You know how I feel about uh, <laughs> LA sports teams, among others. <laughs>
0: Man, you're gonna be taking pictures next to that Kobe statue, though. I guarantee oh, man, you nothing that.
1: Nothing love and respect to that man. You might not like someone, but you gotta respect greatness. I can't say I didn't like him actually. I just hate when you yeah. Play the don't team.
0: say that. We liked him.
1: oh uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I never liked him on the court because he'd always kill us. It was a sign of respect, though. I knew <laughs> you when that didn't boy was
0: kill the Warriors back then, though.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Facts, man. Facts. Right. So we're going to get into uh,
0: we're going to actually get into the beautiful game, the worldwide sport last save the best for last, because uh, I'm sure that's so many damn listeners, all our worldwide listeners, all our worldwide comic bookie fans out there going to love the footy talk. But um, let's uh, get into some NASCAR, man, with some cool I don't know. I wouldn't say cool for the fans, but cool for a certain team. Some news that we got a little bit later. But Sean, your thoughts on a double header and not that double header that we try to get some fans or some drivers to do on Memorial Day, where you go and run the Indy 500 and then take a helicopter yeah. or not. Sorry, a, a, a plane flight down to Charlotte and run the 600. But we got two races in Pocono, Sean. The first one is uh everyone's gonna be feeling really relaxed. They don't care if they win, lose. They don't give a damn because it's gonna yeah, be relax. the it, 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 it's gonna be the explore the Pocono or what is it? It's a no.
1: It's, it's the uh, first organics.
0: Organics. The first one on Saturday, guys. The Pocono or I don't. i This this you know this doubleheader is. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. Um. I don't know how the teams feel about it. You get two races. They kind of started this last year because of the COVID thing, and it kind of stuck. And here we are with two races, uh, but you are going to be feeling good after the first one because you're going to be enjoying 325 miles in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Shout out Michael Roots, his hometown track. Hopefully he's there watching Larson probably dominate again. But the Pocono Organics CBD 325, ladies and gentlemen, CBD. What a long way it's came, you know. Getting some uh, hemp products being introduced into the sport of NASCAR. And uh, nonetheless, here we are with Kyle Larson, your favorite, Mm. of course, on the the pole on this two and a half mile tricky triangle in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Sean, give us your thoughts on the upcoming doubleheader. Give us your thoughts on Kyle Larson just completely dogging Uh. everybody. Give us your You know your what? On this might... being fined for uh, disqualified. Your uh, guy. Lug nuts crap. DQ'd. And we ain't talking about Dairy Queen, where they're going to hold that cup upside down, show you that that sh- don't fall to the ground, <laughs> right? But he was DQ'd, baby. So your thoughts on the NASCAR landscape going into the Pocono doubleheader this weekend, Sean?
1: You know, I just think about the beginning of the season, how exciting the comic bookies were, because everyone was winning, bro. It was like nine races, nine winners. And we were going through, you know, our favorite website to get all these different stats. This guy's the best average racer here, even this week. You know, for example, Hanlin has six wins. Kyle and Kerr have three wins. This guy's led this many laps, but I'm done with it, bro. I'm not going to waste any time with it, because for the last four races, including the All-Star race, the same fool has won, and he's starting to just turn into that Harvick from last year, uh, Jimmy Johnson of the past, and this Hendricks is finest right now. uh, Kyle Larson, and of course, he's on the pole, so this might be like the smallest, shortest, elapsed time segment i'm gonna give because i know mike is just living the dream doesn't care if the race becomes unentertaining as long as larson just gets the lead rather it's off of a restart it's gonna be larson probably at this point and so proven otherwise bro i'm just done with it man this guy's cars is too strong big <laughs> respect i mean i love chase logo you know our guys but right now he's definitely just kind of like okay it's time to stop playing games there's a reason why how you said that earlier he's like two to one to win the championship i think so i'm just going to keep it at that i'm done with nascar for the week <laughs> it might be moved for the season hey, if, if he wins this week then it's definitely for this What season. if he wins both of them only no, <laughs> if he I wins t- nah, do that. i'm done. that. Just, just let's <laughs> not go down that avenue
0: nah, bro i can't but, be done I, I gotta stick with it sean bro but i'll tell you what i mean as much as i mean I, it's like he's doing the Demi Johnson back in the day. I mean, there's been drivers that have won whatever, but he has an all-star race put in there. He's got the poles. He's got – I mean, he's just – I mean, he's the man right now, Right. But exactly. I, I kind of blame NASCAR more in general. I mean, you got what thirty nine other teams that can't do diddly squat. Like, dude, go out there and just like even his damn team. I mean, I, I guess he's even his other teammates that got kind of similar setups to him. But geez, they can't even. I mean, Chase has something for him sometimes and whatnot. But dude, um, boy was I knew he was gonna come back with a vengeance. But man. Uh, did I know it was gonna be like this? Shout out Kyle Larson, local boy from northern California, Elk Grove, California. You know, if he wasn't a Ford, he'd be my guy, but I kind of go more for manufacturer over, you know, driver. Obviously, I got my driver, but it's a manufacturer based kind of uh. Hey, you know, helps me love the sport and love uh, whatever more than multiple drivers root for a certain team to win a a certain manufacturer, win a championship. It's cool, man. But uh, nonetheless, man, uh, shout out to Kyle Larson, shout out to NASCAR trying. But you're going to have to do more if you're going to go beat this guy. And if he does the double sweep this weekend, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Give me some CBD if that's the case. <laughs> I want, Sean, I'll, go the the, I'll go focus on the organics that weekend.
0: Yeah, right. He's going to need the organics. Uh, here. Break out the CBD, break out the sodas, the concentrates, everything for Mr. Sean Powers. The second race is the long. What, what's the second race? Is the.
1: Long uh, Pond, mountains, or uh, explore the mountains. Poke or explore, explore the Pocono Mountains 350. Or some along the lines explore of explore
0: the that. Pocono Mountains 350. There it yeah. is. I'm sure Michael Roots would know exactly what it is. But nonetheless, you guys check that out. And uh, for a little bit of quick news, guys, the one and only, the 24, the original nine. Uh, Or the original Byron. Sorry, because Chase used to be 24. Now he's the nine. But Jeff Gordon, named vice chairman of Hendrick Motorsports, leaving Fox alongside uh, Clint Boyer and Mike Joy. He'll be leaving, obviously, after 2021, it says. But nonetheless, his season is over. He is going to be a big boy at over at Hendrick Motorsports ever since they decided to be the winningest team in NASCAR so far with their two hundred and seventy one two wins probably by now. Um, Mr. Jeff Gordon said, I'm going to go do and get the big bucks for Mr. Uh, Rick Hendrick. We all know that Jeff Gordon has been the longtime owner of the forty eight ever since Jimmy Johnson have came into the, the, the sport in two thousand one. Jeff Gordon has been, you know, the only equity. He was one of the only equity owners and only partner in the organization. And uh, here he is, uh, Rick Hendrick, giving his guy. And man, the way that Rick keeps his team. I love Rick Hendrick, man. I love the class act of the guy is the drivers that he finds, the relationships that he keeps with the drivers and some of the best people that have done it in this sport. Chad Canals, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon. Uh, the relationship that this guy and the talent that he has found and brought to his organization and his team is uh bar none. So uh, respect to Rick. I'll uh, end the news uh, with, with that. And Sean, you can end it with your thoughts before we get into a little bit of footy, man. What do you think?
1: Uh, no, I just, before we go to footy, obviously big respect for Hendricks. you, Kind of just elaborated on the big thing of like that loyalty and relationship that he's definitely created with the racers he had from Jeff to obviously Jimmy Johnson, who instant Hall of Famer. How many damn championships that guy was. I'll never forget the mark line. There's something under that car. There's something wrong with that car. He can't be that strong week in and week out. And we're seeing it again in the day that we're in right now. Chase obviously with the championship last year. Larson, I mean, God, on the verge of a championship and you just bring in one of the best racers of all time who's going to probably be a mentor in terms of their relationship. He's going to probably build with these young racers. So, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a very good thing, I think, obviously, for the team, and it's, they're just going to get better. But on that note, obviously, hopefully everyone has a great back-to-back weekend Saturday-Sunday Pocono races. Obviously, the best of luck to all the drivers, because uh, you're going to need it, because <laughs> you're really going to need it
0: definitely definitely uh so yeah enjoy all these double headers at the poconos if you can't see one try to catch the other one if you can't catch the other one try to catch the first one (laughs) let's get into the last sport rounded out with the beautiful game the lovely game loved by every all you need is a flat ball and a foot and you can play this sport but uh euro cup uh sean our beloved Cristiano Ronaldo, our beloved uh, Força Portugal get advanced into the round of 16 narrowly but it happens thank god that they had those goals against hungary because if they would have played that first game and it would have ended nil nil like it was looking at first before they went off and made it three nil i don't think we would have got in if i'm not mistaken is that correct john
1: yeah we uh we'll actually be probably back in lisbon by now (laughs) (laughs) right taking a flight back to
0: benfica right yeah (laughs) But nonetheless, Portugal, France 2-2 two, two today, Germany 2-2, two, two, and Hungary, and they uh, advance. Um, man, what do you think, brother? We're, how are your thoughts uh, so far on these games? Have they been good? Have they lived up to your expectations? Have they been World Cup-ish? Have they been uh, Euro-ish? Could they be better? Could they be worse? What matchups are you excited for? What teams are... Uh, they're kind of surprise teams, Cinderella teams. Uh, what are your thoughts while I get some odds for the fans
1: and yourself here, man? Let it rip. I think it's been a great tournament so far. Uh, we've had so many goals in this tournament. They said this has been one of the more goal-scoring tournaments in a super long time, if not ever. Uh, there have been a lot of penalties given up, which I'm very am about. I yes, mean, yes. did win with two of them today, which actually were validated penalties. They were good calls. Uh, A lot of the VAR, which, again, I'm so big on if you're going to do that, you better get it right. And I've seen some calls that I'm uh, I don't know if that was right. But, hey, I'm going to just keep it at that. But ultimately, you know, it's the beautiful game. man. I always tell somebody, if you want to get into soccer, if you want to hear why do people love it, just watch a game and listen to these announcers after just a great play, after a goal, and you just see the passion they have, and you can't help but. And I'm not talking about Taylor 12, man. I'm talking about all the European announcers and how just wonderful they are to announce a game. Uh, I don't know. There's no greater feeling, in my opinion, to watch that. And you know, when you're watching a world tournament, whether it's the Euros or the World Cup, I'm on the edge of my seas because, you know, when you hear that, you know, Go Cristiano Ronaldo. It's a crack of a goal. Like, you know, the way they explain the game, the way that they kind of give you the visual to watch the, the game, not just what's on TV, bro. Man, it's just another beautiful tournament. Italians looking good. Belgium, you know, they're looking good, obviously. That's who Portugal is facing. Going to be a great matchup. Netherlands looking good. England didn't give up a goal the whole first round. You know, the group of death. As expected, France, Germany, and Portugal got through. But even today, you know, Portugal was in every situation. At one point, at one point they were going to get eliminated. At one point, they were going to win the group. At one point, they're, you know, it's just a beautiful game for all these different scenarios. But we are done with the group stage. The knock stage, knockout stages do begin the round of 16, and the group of death continues for Portugal. Well, Imagine- did Portugal
0: have a point? Did Portugal have a chance at winning the stage today? Yeah, when we, up,
1: when we were up, we were up one nothing on France. We were leaders in the group. Wow. And that's why Portugal was trying so hard those last couple of minutes, because by the time Germany tied the game, there was about four minutes left in the Portugal game. So at that point, no matter what Portugal was in third place in the group, advancing. So even if they lost, they would still advance facing Belgium. So he said, "Screw it, you might as well play for a win, no matter what." So, you know, if you could win the group, obviously, that would have put us against Switzerland at a neutral site. But I've always said in Portugal and especially in soccer, it's a neutral site tournament. Just play who you're going to play because at some point you're going to play a bigger dog than you. And, you know, that's the case with Portugal, man. Belgium, if you win that, you're likely going to play Italy, depending on how they do. But they're looking like one of the favorites now. It's just been a great tournament, bro. I'm sure you've been enjoying it.
0: You're going to have to be ready for the fight, man. Because, uh, look, they got the, the, the 2020 top goal scorer odds, number one, Cristiano Ronaldo, minus 140. Guess who's second?
1: Probably Lukaku.
0: Exactly. And who we're playing. Hey,
1: Ronaldo <laughs> has five already, man. He's leading the tournament. I think the most goals ever at a Euro Cup group stage was seven. No one, I think, even got close to that. And Ronaldo has, you know, he got five, so... <laughs> Ties I a mean, He, he could
0: have got it. his number to tie it, but, man, I mean, a lot of those come of via penalties, though. I feel like, you know, it's, yeah, you still got to make it. You got to kick it. You got to make the it. The most but-
1: pressuring kick, bro, is you and the goalkeeper, and you know what? It's a lot harder than you think. I'm, I'm big on that, too. I'm like, yeah, that's another penalty kick, but it's like, bro, when you're sitting there, 60,000 fans, you're in the Euro Cup, man. Bro, the pressure mounts.
0: What team surprised you? What team are you excited about? Ukraine? You say hey, you like their little team, but they got sometimes they're they're gritty, they stick it out. I mean,
1: they snuck uh, in, you know. They're a fun little team. That's it's always in. fun.
0: It's always fun because you, you know they're gonna play us. hard.
1: Oh, and you and that's the thing you got. You know they're gonna play hard, and you know like you're not representing your club team. You're representing your country. So and that's when I really believe anything can happen, but. You know what, man? That Ukraine team, they're a fun little team to watch. Another team to watch, bro. You know what? These Denmark players, they had a lot to fight for. Yes, they only won one game and they had two losses. It's like, um, oh, they got in with just one win. But to get to the next round, despite what happened to Ericsson in the first half of their first game, I mean, they had every reason to kind of just shatter and crumble. But they're playing with a little chip on their shoulder. So... I'm not sure how far they're going to go. I don't see them as a big contender to get to the finals, but I'm so happy they got to the next round. They do have a great quality team. So if they can sneak out maybe another win, maybe play a spoiler type, we'll see. But it is definitely a big dog tournament with Italy. France is still France. Belgium's still going to Belgium. But Netherlands, they're looking superior right now. England, as we're all aware how good they are. So it's going to be one of the big dogs, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I kind of do like Denmark to compete against
0: Wales. Wales has played pretty good Perfect but
1: matchup, though, for them. Perfect
0: Will. matchup. That's a good matchup. Croatia and Spain, uh, Croatia coming off that World Cup defeat to France. Uh, they're struggling a little bit in this tournament, in my opinion. But so again, so with Spain. So that could be kind of a fun, perfect matchup, you know, also. France and Switzerland, man, Shakiri, he's been gritty, but uh France probably going to bring the heat, but remember France did tie um France did tie Hungary. So, you know, you know that that helped us out probably and don't uh sleep on don't sleep on Switzerland keeping it close as well, you know, unless France is pissed and comes in leash. You like the England Germany, that's Tuesday, June 29th. Obviously, Germany finally plays away from home. They've gotten all three of their home games what do you at home. to that. And, uh, man, you like England,
1: kind of. You like England. I do, bro. They haven't given up a goal this tournament. I mean, they're struggling with Harry Kane. He hasn't scored yet this tournament. I don't think he scored the whole last Euros. They've been talking about that a lot. And, of course, the off the field, uh, his club team, Tottenham, He's kind of wants out over there. So I don't know how much that's playing a role. But, you know what, they're playing pretty damn good soccer between not giving up a goal and a uh, Graylish. I forgot what team he plays for. I watched him the other day. He is very, very good creator with the ball. Sterling has, I think, two goals in the tournament. He's looking really quick. So if they can kind of take advantage of this older German team in the midfield and defend them really well, I mean, that defense is playing pretty good. Kyle Walker, uh, McGuire is there, Mings is there. I'm not going to be surprised at Wembley if England can sneak out a win. I mean, hey, it wouldn't surprise me. This German team is not the team they used to be. They're still strong, but I just don't know how much experience they have that they'll be able to handle this pressure.
0: Netherlands have been a good team going against the Czech. I think that when might
1: Alvin. be...
0: When Wijnaldum. Captain. I think that that might be kind of like the most... Mm, I don't know. I I think Sweden and Ukraine, I think that Ukraine and Sweden is going to be a pretty good game. Also, now that I'm looking at it here and just, uh, man, like I said, Belgium, Portugal, Italy, Austria, you know, Italy's been playing pretty damn good, like you mentioned, ever since that World Cup uh, non show. They've like, they haven't, man, their record is crazy. They haven't lost
1: they like
0: 30 plus games, I think, or something like that. So Italy is really ready to turn up the heat. They're pissed that they missed the World Cup. But yeah, let's see, man. It, it, it's going to be fun. The game starting Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. That is going to be your round of 16 with Wales and Denmark starting it off and it ending on Tuesday with Sweden and Ukraine uh still the favorite france three to one italy five to one your england six and a half to one sean germany still seven to one so that's a good matchup there like we talked about uh belgium eight to one spain eight to one netherlands nine to one your first uh double digit uh offering is going to be our portugal sean twelve to one your denmark twenty to one uh, Sweden sixty to one. Now we're getting to, Croatia, man, sixty six to one. After coming off a World Cup uh, offering, man, uh, that's like I said, they haven't been that great, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like Portugal at twelve to one. Best player in the world, probably plus player ever, you know, getting some good odds. So I'd see them for some value, and uh, you know, unfortunately. That Spain, man. I mean, sorry, that Germany. I know you like England, but them, uh, I don't know, man. Then, them Germans scared me when we played them, man. Them Germans scared me, but we'll see, man. Who do you like, Sean?
1: Uh, you know or, who, um, or
0: I mean, I know who you like, but who, who do you find value in?
1: Oh, easily Portugal. Because at the end of the day, they're one of those teams that they have some lackluster performances, but they find a way to get the result. They get the result they need. They won the Euro Cup getting three straight draws the past euro cup and they just nitty-gritty their way with a aging charisma and a whole bunch of players that i mean you know you had your questions about but now you got a fully locked in loaded team Ronaldo sanchez is playing wonderful when bruno fernandez is arguably playing the worst on the team right now and he's one of the best players in the world that's saying something so once he starts turning it on ronaldo is still going to be ronaldo jota bernardo silva rey patricio had two saves today that i mean they may be the saves of the tournament i think we're just slowly getting in form and we're gonna be that sleeping giant man i'm telling you i think a lot of people oh they're gonna go into belgium and just get their ass with but no, nah, man the game's
0: in belgium no the game oh. is
1: oh man i do not know where it is i do <sighs> i it's seen in
0: sevilla it. sevilla Okay. It's in Spain so, then.
1: Then so be it. They're playing Maybe.
0: on the They're playing on the peninsula, the Iberian. Let's do there it. There it
1: is. Let's go, baby. Tune in, everybody. Noon on Sunday. Check That's them out. The Noon Pacific.
0: Three Eastern. Three Eastern, and in Portugal for all of our uh, Assortian brothers and our Portuguese sisters. Uh, it's going to be what eight hours ahead. So we're looking. Ooh, eight o'clock at oit, night. Oit, it's a oit night game. night. Eight at night, so there there it is. Uh, Copa America's been fun, Sean. Did you see the header? Oh, my God, Brazil, uh, the 90th you give plus them 10 10. Minutes,
1: You give them 10 minutes, that's all I had to see to know. Mm, this yeah, I mean, you got to cover big.
0: Casemiro on that play, though. You got to cover Casemiro. But, uh, yeah, you know, the Euros and the Copa, I mean... It's not even comparable. <laughs> it's, it's not, a, not even the, comparable, the bro. The fields that they play on, it's just like I'm, the fields are... Shout out to all our South American uh uh comic bookie fans out there oh, Yeah, I uh, love we love you all it's a great team they, are they I'm playing, sorry it's like it's like they're playing at colleges there's like tracks around the, the field and all that It's like come on step it up Copa America step it up it's your biggest tournament you know you guys got stars Neymar you guys got um you guys got what's his name? Um, he oh, played yeah. today again, C- Cordado, Cuadrado, yeah, or whatever.
1: You know, Rick Carlson. You got Casmeta. You got a great team. I mean, even
0: even the other countries, even the other countries, you oh, got yeah. a couple of stars. I mean, Latin, yeah,
1: Vidal, Alexis Sanchez. I mean, good come players. on, man!
0: If you're born in South America, baby, you know how to play the you know how to play football. I mean, uh, nonetheless, I mean, their are their soccer's pretty good. There's the the aesthetics around the game need to be. Uh, need to be uh worked on a little bit but nonetheless that's our footy talk this is the week that is the comic bookies podcast episode 117 fans thank you for tuning in this has been all your comics all your entertainment, all your sports—the best way we try to deliver it. If we suck, let us know. If you think we have you have better ideas than us, then uh, try to do our job. If not, then tell us how to do it. We'll take your ideas maybe and try to incorporate it into this beautiful podcast that you guys come here to listen to. Thank you, fans, uh, for everything. Sean, send episode 117 away.
1: You know what? We couldn't have Mike here with us, but he is obviously here in spirit as he always is. And we had a great, great episode, episode 117, Mark and myself from soccer to the NBA playoffs to the great comic books to the news. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope that you guys tune in, subscribe, check us out, leave reviews, leave comments, send us emails, chime in on our social media chat. At the end of the day, you know, this is something that's just three guys coming together, having a good time, shooting the shit, having a glass of wine, cracking a beer, maybe taking a little bit of the, you know, the little stizzy pen, who knows, but we're just chilling, having a good time, talking, living life, and the best part about it is when we can interact with all of the fans, and you guys take time to listen to us and interact Because at the end of the day, you know, this is our platform to speak our voices, speak our opinions. Hopefully, you guys, again, enjoy the episode. Definitely tune in for episode 118 next week. Mike will be back. And like like I always say, guys, we love you guys.
0: Yes, yes, yes. But once again, always check out TreasureIslandComics.com from Fremont, California. The best comic book shop in all of the land. He helps bring this podcast to you guys. So help uh, bring something to him and check him out. Always. You guys uh, enjoy these Euro cups. Enjoy these tournaments that we don't get all the time. Enjoy all these writers, all these artists delivering all these great books for us to entertain ourselves with. And every single time enjoy the chick-fil-a sandwich as you enjoy the ceo who brings you the set for all your favorite movies and yeah keep on collecting these books and keep on holding on to them because they could be worth something someday guys so uh thank you for checking us out once again this has been episode 117 of the comic bookies podcast and social media at the comic bookies comic bookies at gmail.com and uh yeah leave us a line leave us a review give us five stars because we love you so as mike always says enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other peace peace always enjoy each other